Hey, podcast community, it's Eric, and I've got something exciting for all you online entrepreneurs out there. If you're looking to take your e-commerce store to the next level, you need to check out Aurora Repricer. With Aura, you can effortlessly reprice your Amazon inventory automatically. Ready to elevate your Amazon business? Head over to milwaukeemafia.com slash Aura, that's A-U-R-A, to get started today. You're listening to Milwaukee Mafia, your weekly podcast dose of Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Milwaukee Mafia podcast. This is our first episode, first story. I'm Eric Walterkins, and I have Gavin Schmidt with me, and we're going to just jump right into the story. So, Gavin, if you want to get started, and I'll just chime in when I feel like it. Yeah, definitely uh, stop me at any point. So what we're going to do for our very first episode is talk about something that's not the Mafia. How about that? No, that's great. I know. (laughs) I'm going to kind of set the stage. This is the story of the Third Ward Fire. Third Ward was, well, it still is, but it was an area in Milwaukee. It's kind of more or less where the Summerfest grounds are. It's just uh, south of the uh, freeway that goes through downtown. And uh, so you got to imagine way back when Milwaukee was just being settled. This area of Milwaukee was all swampy. It was flat. It was not an area that the original settlers of Milwaukee wanted to live in. But they drained the land. Uh, Some land prospectors were building there. And the next big ethnic group to move in, they started selling them plots of land. The next big ethnic group to move in was the Irish. Okay. So the Irish are coming in. uh, They're building their houses. They're building their warehouses. They're they're doing what they can do to kind of make a home for themselves. John Gerda, who is probably the foremost historian on Milwaukee, he says, quote, It was filled in with Irish labor and covered with Irish housing as soon as the muck was dry. I'd also gained a reputation as the Bloody Third. This reputation was because apparently the Irish would frequently get drunk and engage in fist fights. I don't know if this is true or if this is what other people thought of them. It does sound like an Irish thing to do, right? It does sound Sorry like to anybody out there that's Irish, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the stereotypes, they exist for a reason. So. Yeah. There's got to be a little bit of truth. So originally, the uh, Third Ward of Milwaukee was settled by the Irish. They went through a few tragedies while they were living there. The first big one was way back in 1860. It was a steamship called the Lady Elgin. I don't know much about uh, shipping and and, uh, shipwrecks and that sort of thing. I know a lot of people do. Uh, That's not really my thing. But you maybe, if you're familiar with that, you've heard of the Lady Elgin because it was a passenger ship that uh, ended up sinking in the Great Lakes, uh, 400 people died, uh, most of them Irish. It is the second greatest loss of life on the Great Lakes. I don't know what the first is. Oh, that will come in a later episode. Maybe it'll come in a later <laughs> episode. I don't know. Is it Edmund Fitzgerald? I don't know. I, You are looking at the wrong guy here. Uh, I don't know anything. You don't know about shipwrecks? No, I don't know about shipwrecks. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, that was the first major tragedy, 400 uh Irish people lost in a, in a shipwreck. But the thing that we're here to talk about today is the Third Ward Fire, which is the other major thing. This is in 1892. So this fire breaks out. It's about 5.30 in the evening. The building that it starts in is the Union Oil Company, which, as you can imagine, it, there's oil really? in there. Yeah. 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 Not a place you want to have fire. 
So by sheer coincidence, there's already three other fires going on in the city. The fire engines are out there. They're at these other fires. So they don't get to Union Oil immediately. It takes them maybe 15 minutes to get there, which is a long time when it's oil burning. You said this was in 1891? 1892. 1892? 1892. Do you know, I'm just curious, like, how big was Milwaukee in 1892? I could, when give, this was- I could not give you an exact population, but it's honestly not much. So I'm assuming like three fires at one time is a huge, would be a huge thing, you would assume. It is a huge thing. I, I mean, in the in the 1890s, Milwaukee would still be probably the biggest city in the state, but I mean, not by much. It would be comparable to Green Bay. Okay. So it's it's not the Milwaukee we know today. It's still very much a growing city. So yeah, three, three fires at once. They'd be kept pretty busy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these fires are going off and and, uh, the oil's burning and flames are shooting out. There's explosions going off because oil barrels don't like being on fire. (laughs) So these things are happening. And, you know, they they finally get to the fire. They think that they've put out the fire. So they're getting ready to go back home. And no, the wind picks up. The fire ends up jumping onto (laughs) other buildings. Oh, my God. Yep. So the next door is on fire. It's a it's a wholesale drug supplier that started burning down. Flames are shooting out. Smoke is shooting out. The wind is blowing the smoke all over town. You can see this from miles away. And it ends up jumping again and again and again to more and more buildings. And they say that at the peak, I don't know if this is true, but they say at the peak, you could see it glowing in the sky as far away as Sheboygan or Waukegan. Wow. Yeah. So uh might be a little bit of exaggeration on the newspaper's part, but definitely, I mean, the, it, the biggest fire in Milwaukee history. I guess we should probably preface this if somebody is listening that's not really familiar with Wisconsin. Sure. That directional being Waukegan would be, what, maybe so, an hour and a half away. Oh, and is it even that much? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Okay. Pro- well, maybe an hour. Yeah, I'd say I'd an, hour. an hour. Yeah. But then Cheboygan, probably the same. You About would an hour north, yeah. 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 Just to give you an idea of how what yeah. kind of distance we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's a here. significant distance. So yeah, these more and more buildings are burning. Uh, a lot of companies that no longer exist that wouldn't mean too much. Uh, one of them was Roundies, which I think we still <laughs> still have a Roundies. We kind of still have a Roundies. We they're, still have they're, a Roundies. they're Kroger's now, but yeah, they pretty yeah. much exist. So the Roundies in the area was burning. So that's over a hundred and some years ago that Roundies was around. <laughs> More and more companies are burning, warehouses and other houses. and It gets going further. It's 9.30, so this is almost four hours later. It hits the Milwaukee Gas Company. <laughs> the Milwaukee Gas Company bursts into flames, and a lot of houses were run out of, off of gas at this point. Electricity really hadn't taken off. So when the Milwaukee Gas Company starts burning, suddenly like now there's power outages throughout the city. <laughs> it's affecting a lot of people. So that's great. They do finally get it under control, of course. Uh, Milwaukee's not still burning right now. <laughs> so they, they, they finally got it under control. It was estimated the total damage was $4 million. That's $4 million at that time, Holy not cow. this time. It included the complete destruction of 215 railroad, ca- railroad cars, freight cars, 440 buildings. Somewhere between 1,900 and 2,500 people lost their houses. So that's uh, 2,500 Irish people who now have to find new homes. Luckily, only five people died and all that. Wow. That's quite impressive, actually. Yeah, two firemen lost their lives. A third man lost his life when a building fell on top of him in the middle of it. And two women apparently had heart attacks. You you would think with all these, you know, 440 buildings, you'd think there'd be people trapped in these buildings. But apparently, the people got out okay. Well, that's good. 
That's good. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, you can see this as far away as Waukegan or Sheboygan. People were going uh, to see these. This was kind of like the event of the season. You know, you want to go see this fire. I imagine this is like a fire fireworks show. There's like people sitting around watching the city burn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very much so. Now again, uh, this is this is the newspaper, and this may be an exaggeration, but they said that pretty much the only people in the city who didn't come out to watch this were infants because they're infants; they're not going to leave their crib, and people in jail. They said if you weren't in jail and you weren't a baby, you probably <laughs> were out sitting in your front yard watching this happen. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm assuming this must have been in an area where at that point in time they didn't have a lot of... Well, you said there was a ton of houses burned down, though. Yeah. So I, that's just amazing that there's so few deaths. Yeah, I don't I really think. get it. I mean, I don't know if that's a miracle or what, but yes, apparently people got out okay. Good. So now the obvious question for this is... Yes. How does this all tie into the mafia? Thank you. <laughs> I know, right? Like what? I'm waiting for it. You're waiting and, for it. And it's just not coming, so now I got to ask the question. All right. So we're actually to that point in the story. So you ask it just the right time. time. Yeah. So the Irish... This is the Irish community. The Irish community is moving out. They have either the choice to rebuild or to move, and the majority of them choose to move because the rebuilding is just too expensive. Uh, new housing costs too much. There wasn't a lot of insurance, so people weren't getting paid out for this. So they move out. Now, what happens is when they move out, this is now back how it was when the Irish moved in. You know, They moved in because it was the swampy, crappy part of town. And now it's it's not swampy anymore, but it's burned down. down. <laughs> so it's a pretty crappy you... part of town. And in the 1890s, that's when the Italians start moving into the United States. So the Italians who moved into Milwaukee, uh, they end up getting houses in the Third Ward again. So the reason that the Italian community really settled in the Third Ward was because of this fire. So now today, if anybody thinks of the Italian community, they think of the Third Ward. That's where the Italian Community Center is. But it was really, it was an Irish place originally, but until the fire scared everyone out. So that's what kind of caused this flip from Irish to Italian. And they grew up there um, on streets. It was Detroit Street, you know, Chicago Street, Erie Street, if you're familiar with any of these names. And they took over businesses. They started what was called Commission Row in the area, which is on Broadway. Commission Row is it's just a bunch of grocery businesses. They would like go out in front of these warehouses with their produce and stuff and sell it off. Uh, by 1915, the area has 29 Italian taverns, 45 Italian groceries, an Italian bank, two spaghetti factories. Because, of course, again, <laughs> you're going to have a spaghetti factory if it's the Italian neighborhood. But they have two. So they did a pretty good job rebuilding it, I they guess, did. you know. They really did. So, yeah, this got to be a, a major Italian community. And kind of a funny little footnote is the church they started there was the Blessed Virgin of Pompeii, a Catholic church. It was commonly known as the Little Pink Church. That's what they called it. It was declared Milwaukee's very first architectural landmark in 1967. And that very same year, they tore it down. <laughs> They tore it down. The, the city came in, and a lot of a lot of what was original. Well, I shouldn't say original because the original burned down, but the original Italian Ooh. Third Ward ended up getting torn out um, when they expanded and put in the I uh, seven ninety four freeway. Okay, okay. So again, people got displaced, and the Italians moved on to other neighborhoods. But so to, today, yeah. a lot of this history doesn't even exist anymore. It does. It, it, it's a freaking highway. Some of the streets are still there, but yeah, 
pretty much like none of the original houses are there anymore. And uh, a lot of these warehouses have been converted into fancy condos. It's once again become like this new neighborhood, except it's really nice this time. The third ward is, is, it's a trendy neighborhood now. What is in the third ward now? Is there something that would be there that I would know? Chicago Avenue sounds familiar to me, but I'm trying to think where that is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what would stand out. Again, like I said, it's kind of by the Summerfest grounds. Yeah, okay. So if you're on 794, you get off on Michigan Avenue to go to uh, Summerfest. That's basically, that's where you are. Okay. I don't know what what you would go to the third ward specifically for, like if you didn't live there. I don't know. But Summerfest is the easiest way for me to describe the area today. Cool. Yeah, what, so what other questions do you have? I guess I can ask a lot of questions, but I'm afraid that they're going to digress into something you might be covering yeah, later. But yeah, I, I mean, guess if your question's too big, we'll just table it until a future but, episode. But. Okay, so you've got this community. The Italian community comes in and starts settling in this area. I'm assuming that all these people that came in here were not from the mafia. No. Like I No, and we should make that clear very early on. 99% so, of them are, are perfectly fine people. So, so yeah. is it another episode where we learn who settles here and becomes the mafia or how these Italians start to develop this mafia? Can yeah, you speak a little bit to that or Yeah, well let's yeah, let's let's save that one a little bit. I I really just want to kind of set up why this was the area they settled in, which in the beginning I used that like I'm way like where is this going? But there was a reason. <laughs> yeah. There was a reason I wanted to start here. Okay. We're gonna save that for a future episode. Sure. Bad question, I no, guess. No, not a bad question. <laughs> You're just setting up future episodes. That's a good question. I, I don't really think I have any other questions at this point in time. Okay. So hit the them with your contact information sure uh you can email milwaukee mafia at gmail.com um, you can go to milwaukeemafia.com and find all the great things there or you can go to facebook.com slash milwaukee mafia which uh, i post to pretty regularly and you can message me there cool and patreon.com slash milwaukee mafia and as always Please, if you enjoy this podcast, leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. And we will be back in two weeks with a new free episode. And stay tuned. Join the Patreon and you'll have an episode for you. So thanks, everybody. And we'll see you in two weeks. All right. Have a good night. Thanks for tuning in to the Milwaukee Mafia podcast. Join us next week for another look back at Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history. Hey, entrepreneurs and website owners, if you're ready to take your online presence to the next level, you need a reliable web host. And that's where HostGator comes in. HostGator is your one-stop solution for easy, affordable, and powerful web hosting. Whether you're launching a blog, an online store, or anything in between, HostGator's got you covered. Don't miss out on creating the website you've always wanted. Visit milwaukeemafia.com slash today and let your online journey begin.